There we go. Episode 19, still surviving over here. Might have something to do that. No way, surviving and thriving, man. It might have something to do that we're not getting paid to do this. (laughs) However, uh, Mainline Marlins podcast, David Winker, Tommy Stitt, we've got a special guest on. I'm eager to talk to a Maryland guy where I went to, I went to university of Maryland. So I've got, and my parents had a, a, a house there in Western Maryland uh, for a long time. And we went there as kids and until I was after college. So, but this guy apparently is like the grinder of the Herald covering everything from women's field hockey at like the 12 year old level, all the way to the Florida Panthers, Marlins. <laughs> I he, love that. That is a great description of David Wilson, the he is grinder the player of of the Miami Herald. The grinder of the Miami Herald. Super awesome. Let's bring so him let's, on. Let's pop him in. Let's uh, yeah, take the overlay off there for. Look, him. that's a grind. That's a grinder haircut. That's like a hockey haircut. <laughs> yeah, awesome man, David. Welcome, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm sort of the the Martine Prado of the Herald. Nice. Nice. I gotta say before, so before we start, but when 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 you were coming on, before we got you on, uh, Tommy Stitt looked at me and said, "Hey, this ain't gonna be the hockey show, right?" <laughs> that was a good win last night. Yeah. So before good, uh, we're gonna have our hockey talk before we get to the baseball, but tell us. Um, I thought the introduction was very fair. We're just now gonna we're just gonna we're gonna stop calling you Miami uh, sports reporter. We're gonna call you the Miami. Harold Grinder, but to me, what you do in covering—I mean, he was up in Lakeland covering the women's basketball tournament and the men's basketball tournament too, right? Yeah, for like two weeks, basically. I love—I I see you at all the high school games, and to me, it's like for us lawyers, like those guys that are at the courthouse every day, in and out. Like that's what you know. Like I, we we love what you do, and thank you for 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 doing your coverage. And now you're torn in two directions because I know you're doing both Marlins and now you just got on the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I, sp- I help out Jordan with the Marlins. Jordan's mainly a Marlins guy up there, uh, but obviously he needs, needs a day off every once in a while, so I help him out. But yeah, it's uh, kind of shifted to the Panthers for a little bit here. They're, you know, we don't have a full-time Panthers writer at the Herald because the, uh, you know, the interest is kind of wanes and waxes with them, but they're one of the five or six best teams in the league right now. So, um, it's it's exciting. It's, it's an exciting time to hop onto that beat. Um, as uh, Tommy noted, you know, I'm from the Northeast, so I've got some hockey familiarity and grew up following the sport. So, uh, you know, excited to to uh, cover that team a little bit and you know see if they can keep this little run going. Well, we're going to talk baseball, but I do have yeah. to tell you, my wife called me. I was with my eight year old daughter watching that game last night. I was texting with David. And I said to him, I called, I said, we're going to see what this team has after two crap you goals, did. Yeah. <laughs> two deflection goals, and they fought back. And my wife was like, I cannot believe the screaming that's coming from the bedroom. And that was my daughter and I watching that game. That game, anyone, I, I encourage you to tune in, watch these Panthers. It's exciting hockey. So that's, that's it. I promise no more hockey talk. Right on. So look, it's got to be difficult because I know how hard it is for us to just cover the Marlins, but now he's got to cover all kinds of crazy. I mean, yeah. Do you ever sleep really? <laughs> look at him. Does he look like not he's not? I should probably. I don't have time to get a haircut, as you can see. Right on. So tell me, what part of Maryland were you? Did you grow up in? Uh, I'm from Montgomery County, right outside DC. So. All right. So I went to I went to University of Maryland College Park, and then I lived in Georgetown for a while. So you're probably a big Capital fan 
growing up? I was actually a Flyers fan. My dad's oh, wow. from Philly, so Philly teams. But all my friends were Caps fans. Both teams were really good at the time, so like we were all kind of into it together. We played a lot of NHL 09 for PlayStation 3. Oh, right on. So the Marlins are right now, <laughs> how many is it in a row? Or five? Five, well, five ties? The press release, Christina DiNicola sent out. The pre- I saw she retweeted the Marlins press release. Four ties in a row. Yeah. And the Marlins press release said something about the effect of, like, that's never happened before. Four four times. But I don't know that it's something to be proud of, really, necessarily. So I guess one of the real. I think I saw Don uh, Mattingly said today a tie is as good as a win because it's not a loss in spring training. That's right. But it's kind of like kissing your sister. So, I mean, you got to, yeah, we got to get a W today, hopefully. Um, What do you think? What's the status of six, though? Do you think he's going to be ready for opening day? Well, it's interesting because they've got uh, the way the schedule sets up. They only need a four-man rotation to start the year, so they really don't need to rush him. I think they can get through two turns of the rotation um, before they need a fifth. So theoretically, they could, you know, he could debut in, I guess, the thirteenth uh, game of the year, um, and they would be fine. They wouldn't need a replacement for him. Um, you know, he had a bunch of setbacks, obviously, with the you know, getting here late because of the visa issue and then um, the false positive COVID test kept him out a couple of days. Um, you know, and he's kind of a guy they don't like to rush. It was the same deal the year they got him here to what was that two years ago, I guess. It was the same deal last year. Um, you know, the, he's uh, some pitchers are like that. You know, they can be kind of finicky with their routine and their um, build up. So I. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's ready for the start of the year, but I, I don't think they're going to rush him. And I, I, that that thirteenth start of the year to me, it seems like a, a good date to circle for for when he might be ready. Or maybe right. I guess it could be a little earlier. Maybe they, they do him in the fit, like uh, I guess the ninth game of the year after to start the set third turn through the rotation. But it feels you know I, I don't think he's going to be uh, too heavily delayed, and I don't think it'll affect the Marlins too much. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if he takes some time to to build up here. Yeah, and you still got Nick Neidert and Trevor Rogers battling too yeah. for that that last slot. So I think we're going to be all right. So did you get to see any of yesterday's game that bomb uh, by Harrison? And there's pretty decent pitching. Sandy Sandy pitched great. Uh, Hoyt, no, I, I didn't get to see yesterday, but yeah, Sandy. I mean, uh, he's uh, you know he's going to be Sandy. He got some double plays, right? He's uh, the, the pitching is not a, to me a concern with this team really at all. I think that you know it's at least going to be. So I was, I was going to ask you, like, what, what, what has anything surprised you so far? Anything surprised me? I mean, they've been hitting like, you know, who knows? It's spring training. Like, Don Mattingly always says, like, don't get too carried away with like spring training results. But they're all hitting. Like, they've got a depth. They got depth of bats, right? They, they, they still don't have a. You know, there's no one in that lineup that you point to and like that guy's an all star, except maybe Marte. Um, but you know, they've got everyone in the lineup. Especially if Isan and, and Chisholm, one of the two, is like a legit hitter and not a guy who's, you know, both those guys are sub 200 career hitters and really small sample size. You know, if those guys are even just like solid, like low 200s, can hit a home run every once in a while, like you don't have a whole lot of weak spots in the lineup, no matter what. You might not have a lot of stars, um, but you know, not, you're not going to have a lot of games where like you only have one hit just because, you know, you're, you're going to have guys who grind out at bats and, um, at least you know, can kind of make things interesting. Even if even if you're not going to have a whole lot of like eight nine run games, I think you're going to have a lot of uh, games where just uh, 
you know, you can you can win with that level of pitching you have. I love I love that description because you know one of the things that we've been struggling with is my partner Tommy always talks about there was a what was it um some, what, I don't know what publication it was uh bought five, fifth worst lineup Bleacher in Report Bleacher Report Bleacher Report yeah. fifth worst lineup and I found it interesting because I actually I couldn't have articulated as well as you just did is then show me where the weak spot is because yeah. I agree with you like none of those are easy outs. You know, like it, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, like the same thing happened last year, right? The bottom feeder thing. And then they come in and I just, I don't, I don't, to me, it's like, we are better. And then I think my question for you would be, it's, it's one thing to get better, but how much better did Atlanta get than us? How much better did the Mets get them than us in the offseason? Yeah. I mean, that that's really the challenge in this division is it's, I mean, probably the best top to bottom division in baseball at this point. I mean, I, I don't even know if there's a second. I guess the NL West could be okay, but I guess like the Rockies are probably going to be bad. And but so this division, I mean, that's obviously the Nationals won the World Series two years ago. The Mets are kind of the new hot big spender. Um, you meant the Braves have won the division a couple of years in a row. Uh, the Phillies have been a disappointment, but we kind of know their talent level certainly. Um, I think you know it's. The way I kind of thought about last year is if that game, if that season was a full 162 game season, do the Marlins make the playoffs? Probably not. But it was certainly like you know the you can't discount experience, you can't discount confidence. I, I don't think with a lot of these guys like you know you think a guy like Lewis Brinson like that season probably helped him a lot in where he was going. You know if he had had a full season and had had his ups and downs and struggled through a season like where is he right now? Instead, he had a mostly good year and kind of became an important like, sort of leader for a playoff team, and I think that matters. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the the Mets, the Braves are probably two of the top 10 World Series contenders in terms of preseason odds. The Nationals, obviously, like I'm not going to count them out as long as they have those pitchers, um, even if they're probably not quite as good as they were two years ago. The Mets, I mean, the net, the, the Marlins, they basically, like, they could have a really good year and finish fourth, which is the challenge. Um, but, again, the, I think that's still a positive for this team. You know, I, I don't know if, you know, again, kind of like the, the Panthers, we know the, the, fan, the fan base can wax and wane with the Marlins. Um, but I think they could be a fun team and still not make the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how people kind of respond to that because that's probably the most likely outcome for this team. Um, but, of course – you know, like I said, I, their pitching is great. If a couple of guys, if a couple of guys in that rotation turn into stars, it changes everything. If Starling Marte has a, has a monster season, it changes everything. If some of these young hitters come up and you know really flash early on, it changes everything. But the ceiling is there, but and the floor is higher than it's been in past years. But I think the the safest prediction to make with this team is probably they're going to be good and miss the playoffs just because of how good that division is. It's going to be tough. That's probably the best safest prediction for any team in this division. It's interesting you say that because I, as a sports fan, I, I'm constantly finding myself like pushing the Marlins. And it's like, you know, I've been a Marlins fan, you know, since the beginning. And, you know, we've been burned so many times and the reloads and the things that happened. But this in a vacuum, if you if you can forgive the past, right, former owners we're talking about. Yeah. This is exciting. Like we we are in an exciting baseball period 
right now. There's nothing not to be excited about with this season and this team. Right, especially with some of these young guys like J.J. Blade sitting back there waiting mm-hmm. to come in. And then, you, I mean, happy birthday, Max Meyer turns 22 today. He's one guy I can't wait to see 22. at Marlins Park. 22. I mean, it's like, it is. It's our, we're, we're loaded up. Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, and that's why we're seeing this, this Jazz Chisholm, Asan Diaz battle go to the end. That's going to be decided in the last couple of days of the yeah. spring training. Oh. Well, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you, you see with these rebuilds, this is like the fun time, basically, right? Like, and the Marlins haven't necessarily had a ton of these because of the way they like have done the rebuild relo- or the reload rather than rebuild. But this is the fun time. I mean, when you're competitive, and it was basically last year was certainly year one of it, and it was a yeah. weird season. But these are kind of the fun times when you're the young guys are all coming up. They have their ups and downs. They, they're competitive. They have some really fun wins. It might not translate into playoffs or World Series or anything yet, but you see the signs. And I, and I think that's uh, what should kind of be the expectation going into this season. David, you know, it's interesting you say it because I, I watched a lot of games last year. And what I found, I love pitching. And I loved, like, it was too exciting. You know, like, it was, it was like as they tried to cobble together these games. But it was fun to watch, right? As a student of yeah. baseball, it was it was – it was fun to watch the Marlins try to get, you know, hang on to a lead, you know, for dear life. And I, and I don't, I really don't think that's going to be a problem this year. Like I think that, I think that we're going to see a change in that. And so there's just a lot of cool things to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like if you look at the lineup for today, that looks like a regular opening day lineup. to yeah. me. You know, you got Marte, Dickerson, Aguilar, Cooper, Anderson, Duvall, Chisholm, Alfaro, and Miggy Rojas. Yeah. With Pablo on the mound. Um, all right, so uh, the only thing uh, Tommy hates worse, the <laughs> only thing Tommy hates worse than hockey talk is high school talk. <laughs> exactly. Ty, all the tuners, all the listeners oh tune God. out now. It's just me and you, David. Right. We just our, our, our viewership <laughs> just dropped off. What are you watching? Are you going to be following any uh, local baseball? Yeah, I'll hop into it a little bit. It's busy right now. Obviously, just got back from basketball. We pick our all-county for uh, the winter sports coming up soon here. Um, and then Panthers. But we'll, we'll have some coverage between me and a couple of our uh, you know freelancers, Bill Bailey and Andre Fernandez. We'll, we'll help out there, too. And um, we got some good baseball in, in South Florida this year. A couple of guys who could be first-round picks in the uh, 21 first draft. First-round picks, Tommy. Yeah. That'll get so, Tommy. That'll get yeah. Tommy interested. Are you talking about Del Castillo? Uh, well, him, but some high school kids too. All right, yeah, yeah. We're talking about high school kids, oh, dude. First round high school, brother. Right, what about hurricane baseball? <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I haven't actually covered a hurricanes baseball game yet this year, but I gotta get back out to. Dude, I, I, mean, I love how we're sitting here just giving you assignments, man. Like, <laughs> I gotta get, go get a milkshake. Like there, doesn't exactly. exactly. There ain't no time for haircuts, <laughs> brother. Get get us some coverage, man. I yeah. saw the other day. I was thinking about our local baseball because I think Braddock beat Columbus like 15 to one. Ooh. <laughs> and the Braddock kid hit, pitched a no hitter. One oh. of the Braddock, I, I wish I should know his name because it's such a big deal. But man, I, I got to tell you something as a, as a sports nerd, I was so excited to have you on. I think Tommy will admit you were a good guest. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me guys. One, one last tough question. Yeah, go ahead. We have, we ask everybody, who do you hate the most in the NL East? Um, he's struggling with that one. 
Well, he's a Phillies. He's a closet Phillies fan. Let's start with that. Yeah, number one. <laughs> I probably. Come on, it's the I Braves, know, right? The Braves. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. Exactly. We we growing wrote an up, article. Actually, I was a Na- I was a Nationals fan growing up. So uh, so the Braves were kind of the villain for for most of that that run when the the Nats were good in the in the two thousands. Why is it so easy to hate those Braves? Because they're they're the bat, like they're the they're the. I mean, they're not the Yankees, but they're the nice. Yankees of the NL East, right? How many exactly. divisions did they win in a row in the nineties? It's like funny. Thirteen or something. I grew, I grew up watching, you know, on TBS those crappy games. It was like yeah. either on WGN you could watch Cubs, and the Cubs were just they were just horrible, right? And then the Braves watching Dale Murphy and uh, and all those guys, and. I, I mean, I remember I started my legal practice. I started working like as a summer associate, started working as a young associate, going to Fulton County Stadium, going to all those Braves games. I, I lived in Atlanta. I went to the new, you know, the new, uh, the Olympic Stadium when it turned into the mm-hmm. baseball stadium. And it's like, I never stopped hating the Braves. Like always yeah. hated them. <laughs> yeah. I got one final question. This is more Miami question. Best crab cake in Miami. Oh, Ooh, I actually don't know if I've had one in Miami. I, I'm really picky with my crab cakes. Like, I, I usually, if I see it, like, I won't order it in Florida unless I, like, go to a place in here, like, this I place. Think, I figured the answer so I don't, I don't be, know. I figured the answer was going to be David Wilson's Kitchen. Right. And we were going to head over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got I to gotta learn. That's, that's on the list of recipes to learn. <laughs> right on, man. Well, we're glad you got to come on. Hopefully, we'll get to pick your brain throughout the season. And I'm gonna and then... slip. I'm gonna slip in one more hockey oh, yeah. question. Sure. Who's your favorite <laughs> Panther? Um. Hmm. I mean, I like Barkov just because he's like, you know, Florida has not had a player like him ever, right? Like, where a, a guy's arguably like a top five guy in the league. Um, but uh, I think with this team, Hornquist is like the most important guy. Just the fact yeah. that he's come and become like, you know, he's got 11 goals. I think he leads the team in goals after last night. So um, a guy who's kind of traditionally been a role player has, has been the kind of star role player that the Panthers just haven't had the last couple of years. I think it's a great, it's funny. My, my daughter, I always ask her because she's so watch just when keep her interested, you know, I'll be like, who's your favorite player, whatever. And last night, you know, like who, you know, that line, Huberdeau, Barkov. And like, she knows I love Barkov, right? I love just watching him. Like mm-hmm. I could literally just put a camera on him as he plays. Like it's just, he's so tough, so good, so effective. And she was like, I don't know, Bobby. Like I love Huberdeau. I love all these Panthers. I'm like, that's a good answer. <laughs> all right. So we're going to get him back on again. Once the season uh, gets underway, man. And, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, get to a game together. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. yeah if sure. you do, if you do one of these high school baseball games, um, let's do it. Hey, Grant Miller, come in real quick. We got David Wilson from the from the Miami Herald. We call him the Miami Herald Grinder. Just wanted to say hi. We, we're here. You do a great job. Thanks, I appreciate it. No, no one supports high school sports like uh, like Grant Miller here at the Hub of Community News, Community Newspapers. Right. You guys, but you guys are bringing up. Who's your favorite high school team? Are you following it? I can't have a favorite high school team. Who's doing really well? Uh, I haven't actually really covered much baseball, so I'm not. I'm not sure who the, the power. He's going to play in baseball, but just hey, listen. Be careful. Yeah. Everyone knows Grant Miller is a closet Columbus fan. But Braddock, but Braddock is the up and coming team this year. By the way, I guess South Miami is my local school. 
but um, the Cobras. Championships a couple times. Yep. They got yeah, yeah. baseball, <laughs> but the South Miami really known for their football, correct? Uh, yeah, true. And they're they're in a rough patch right now, but they're rebuilding. Yeah, the same. yeah but yeah. Yeah, at one time <laughs> they got some basketballs. Home. Usually, they usually got <laughs> some basketball. They got athletes. Wait, the third best linebacker was uh, Derek Thomas. How about that? Remember those? Yeah, there years? you go. Alex Carter was better than him. Joey Burgess was better than him. Grant Miller taking over. That. Grant Miller. Give <laughs> <laughs> me talk about sports. I'm leaving. Nice seeing you, David. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. We'll get you back on when once the season gets underway, and uh, maybe I'll find a crab cake place down in Largo. Yeah, we can let go me through. know. I need recommendations. You got it, my friend. Thanks for having thanks, me on. Have a great day, brother. Good interview. Awesome. It was a lot, little bit more hockey than I was. Like I, I kind of like threw up in my mouth there for a minute. But we're good now. We're good now. Look, well, we got Pablo Lopez today in pretty much a regular starting opening day lineup. We got to win this game today. Yeah, I'm watching today. It's going to be a great. It's yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a great game. I'm excited. So I'm excited. It's going to be another it. exciting weekend of baseball. And then we got we got to do a little bit of a teaser because we got Katie Florio from the. Uh, Blue Wahoo's up in uh, Pensacola. That's the reporter and meet and uh, communications director up there. So cool. Clemson girl, originally from Johnstown. Her her uh, dad played professional hockey. So you get to talk. Oh, hockey I get to, I get to talk hockey again. Imagine that. <laughs> All right, episode nineteen in the books. We'll be back Monday morning. Thanks, everybody.